Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast and thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get $10 off at RunYourPool.com slash LockedOn or use our promo code LockedOn at checkout. Thanks again to all you Bucks fans for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen every day today. Our final look at this weekend's matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots. We're doing it like we do it every week. We're closing out with predictions, projections, prop bets, and we're going to start it off with injuries. But James, uh, you were being lazy yesterday when I had to report that Richard Sherman had officially signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't interrupt. There's there's working people talking right now. Um, of course, you wrote the column for BucksNation.com, so obviously you have some insight and some thoughts on the process and and you've been filming a bunch of videos for the network as well talking about sherman talking about brady talking about some other things so tell our listeners uh what you were thinking leading up to this signing because this time last week we were talking about the speculation that richard sherman might join the buccaneers and now here we are like i said a week later and richard sherman is wearing number five uh for the buccaneers so a lot of disrespect towards josh freeman and what he was able to do for this franchise letting somebody else wear his number but whatever uh, we're not here to talk about that let's talk about Sherman, what you think about him, what you think about his fit, and uh, whether or not you think he's going to play this weekend. Yeah, I don't know if lazy would have been the right word. I, I did write a couple of things for Bucks Nation, and I filmed three videos for, for our network <laughs> here, and I worked in the morning. So, uh, no, I, I we all saw it coming. I talked about it a lot last week with both you and Evan Klosky. Evan and I talked about it again this past Wednesday. It just so happened that the news broke Thursday morning. Um it's it's a good fit. Whether or not he's going to play, we don't know. Todd Bowles told the media today that they're still going over some injuries. They're still trying to get Sherman caught up on the playbook. It sounds like he's not going to play, but it's not ruled out completely. If they need him, they'll be able to work him in. But this this adds another level to, to the Bucs secondary, which has struggled. And it'll be interesting to see how they arrange these guys once Sherman gets on the field because both he and Carlton Davis tend to play the same side. So which one is going to relent to the other? Uh, is, is Sean Murphy bunting going to be the full-time slot? Yeah. How is that? You know, when he returns from IR, obviously. So how is that dynamic going to work? But what I'm most excited about with the addition of Richard Sherman is what he's going to do in the film room. He did a lot of it with the 49ers young secondary when he signed with San Francisco, helped bring them along. How is that going to impact the other corners on the team? How is that going to impact the safeties now that he's playing with a former teammate's son in Antoine Winfield Jr.? So I think it's a great fit. Uh, I think it's a great price for the fit. And I'm excited to see him back on the field, only uh, this time being a Buccaneer and not trying to shut down a Buccaneer. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, some 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 humorous things coming out already uh, with the addition of Richard Sherman. I mean, there first there's the you mad bro uh, situation going on and then Richard kind of unveiling that uh, they did a jersey swap years later, years after that moment. And and Tom signed it. I'm still mad, bro, or something, something <laughs> yeah. along those lines. And, and 
So it just kind of shows you, you know, the level of competition that both these guys uh, appreciate and, and the fact that, listen, you know, things are set on the field and during battle. I mean, we saw Tom Brady uh, barking at Tyron Matthew during mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. And, I mean, that's just the heat of competition. You've got a bunch of alpha male personalities out there on the field trying to defeat each other. Those types of things are going to happen. But now they're all pulling in the same direction. Uh, and a quick shout-out to uh, one of our favorite Buccaneers, Carmen Vitale, uh, who tweeted out, I think it was a picture of of some of the members of the Buccaneers roster basically saying, that the Buccaneers roster is starting to look like a kid got a hold of his mom's credit card playing Madden <laughs> Ultimate Team. And, I mean, listen, if you – and honestly, I mean, if you – you know, I've, I've played Madden over the years, uh, every single year since, you know, I can remember that it's come out and building rosters. Uh, I kind of always – as I get older, I'm, I'm a little bit more tame about it. But I remember, especially when I was younger, I would always get to a point where I'm like, okay, this roster is completely unrealistic and, and stupid now, so I'm just going to start over, scrap it, start from, start from scratch and try to keep it as, quote-unquote – realistic as possible uh, while taking advantage of the game mechanics. I mean, this is one of those rosters. Like, this is a roster that had I put this together myself on Madden, I'd be like, come on, Dave. Like, you're just being ridiculous. Start over, build a real team. Um, so, so it's absolutely amazing. But, yeah, still to be seen what's actually going to come of it. Uh, and, I, and I'm curious, just like you, I mean, this is something we've talked about with the addition. Uh, the thought of bringing on a veteran cornerback in this group is – if you bring on an established guy, who do you who do you bench essentially? Right out of those three young guys, it's not going to be Carlton Davis. So is it Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean? Right now, the answer is simple because SMB is still hurt. Jamel Dean practicing. We're we're still waiting uh, officially to see if he's going to play this weekend, but he's at least been on the practice field, so that's encouraging. And you know, we're we're, we're going to get to talk about that here in just a second. But it's going to be interesting to see first of all how Richard adjusts to a very aggressive, very man based defense because you know the concerns that we heard from other bucks fans about him being a primary zone defender i think those are very realistic but you know he's still an nfl cornerback and again this team wouldn't bring him on unless they thought he could do what they're going to ask him to do so interesting stuff there uh for us to talk about james and we'll have to keep an eye on going into the weekend another thing we're going to, have to keep an eye on going into the weekend of course is the injury report and we have our latest update dropping on thursday one more dropping on friday that unfortunately we don't have an episode for so you guys are going to have to find those on your own. But here are the rundown of injuries from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New England Patriots ahead of week four from Thursday's practices. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, running back Giovanni Bernard out of practice for the second straight day, missing practice on Wednesday and Thursday with knee injury suffered against the Los Angeles Rams last weekend. Carlton Davis, third cornerback, a full participant for the second day in a row, listed, listed with an abdomen and rib injury, but should be good to go for the weekend pending Friday's final injury report. Jamel Dean with the knee injury, again, a limited participant, still limited participant two days in a row uh, after suffering that knee injury again against the Rams. Seems pretty likely that he will be active for week four. Chris Godwin, a full participant again with that thumb injury. Rob Gronkowski still not a participant at practice with that rib injury. Again, the x-rays on that came back negative, but being held out of practice two days in a row, not uh, ideal, obviously, but he is a veteran. And uh, you have to imagine that going back to New England in a game, he's not going to miss if he has a choice. Wide receiver Jaden Mickens, limited participant on Wednesday, was a full participant on Thursday. Jason Pierre-Paul still ailing from that shoulder injury, still not practicing. Steve McClendon got Thursday off for a veteran rest day for the New England Patriots. James White, again, not a participant at uh, practice. Expected to miss his game with a hip injury. Every other player on the team listed yesterday as a limited participant was, again, a limited participant on Thursday. Again, for those of you who need a reminder, defensive end Henry Anderson, linebackers Jawan Bentley, and Kyle Van Noy, offensive lineman Trent Brown, kicker Nick Folk, offensive lineman Isaiah Wynn, and linebacker Josh Uche. Kyle Duggar, the defensive back, listed 
on Thursday for the first time with a as a limited participant with a hamstring injury. And you know, hamstrings are always a little bit tricky. So that is your updated injury report as of Thursday for both the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots. And that injury report, this episode brought to you in part by our friends over at Get Upside. My listeners are making up 25 cents off of every gallon of gas every time they fill up just by downloading the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN when you do, and you get a bonus 25 cent per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back for your first tank. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that 50 cent per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN on GetUpside. Back now for segment two here at the Locks on Bucks podcast. David Harrison and James Yarko on Twitter at dharrison82 at jyarko underscore bucks. The show is at Locked on Bucks. And segment two on our final episode of the week previewing this game is our prop bets uh, segment. I don't know. That's not really a name, but that's what we're going to call it. Prop bets segment. I don't know. Brought to you by betonline.ag. And James, we've got some interesting prop bets. Typically, the way we do this is we each pick three prop bets that we want to take a side on. And they usually differ. But this week is a little bit different. This week is a little bit special. We've got Tom Brady returning to New England. Oh, by the way, so is Rob Gronkowski and so is Antonio Brown, by the way, for you know, uh, all I, those who have forgotten. Real quick to jump uh, in so here. I've been thinking about this. Antonio Brown's one game with the Patriots. Wasn't that on the road? Yeah. <laughs> it was, so he never I mean, actually played a pat. as a Patriot in New he England. He never played in New England. Right. But he practiced. Practice. Uh, We're talking about practice. Meetings? Not a game. <laughs> I'm talking about practice. Supposed to be supposed to be AB, supposed to be a game breaker. Talking about practice. All right. That's that's fair. I, I, I just like I appreciate the sentiment, but I've heard a lot of people say that. I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't his one game in Miami? Yeah. I'm trying to wonder. I'm trying to figure out if there's any other Bucks who have who have been Patriots before. But um all right, so we've got some Tom Brady centric prop bets. And instead of, of doing it in our normal fashion, we're just gonna run down these and we're each going to take an answer. I mean I'm not going to put it off the table that we can't have the same answer, but we're going to give our thoughts with a little bit of extra uh, pizzazz, if you want to, if you want to call it that. And, and James, you actually put money on a couple of these I already, uh, so you can tell our listeners about how much money you're you're willing to lose or hopefully win if you're correct. So let's start off with the record catch or record breaking catch. Uh, Tom Brady, 68 yards away from uh, taking over the all time passing yards leader record. In the National Football League, uh, he'll he'll surpass Drew Brees, who, as far as I can tell from watching his broadcast, is nowhere near coming back from retirement, which means he won't be able to catch up. And even if he came back, he's not going to catch up anyway. Um, here are the odds: Rob Gronkowski seven to two odds, Chris Godwin four to one, Mike Evans also four to one, Antonio Brown six to one, Gio Bernard and Leonard Fournette. Did I say Bernard? Giovanni Bernard, Leonard, Leonard Fournette's eight to one odds. Cam Brate, 9 to 1, Tyler Johnson, 10 to 1, OJ Howard, 12 to 1, Rojo, 14 to 1, and perhaps my favorite, Tom Brady, <laughs> catching his own record breaking pass, 50 to 1 odds. James Yarko, who do you got and why? Well, I mean, shoot, I'd put $2 down on Brady just for the sheer accident that if it happens, you're going to get 100 bucks. Um, I actually do have money on this one. And I'm not an, an out of, like, I don't go crazy with my bets. I have. 
I have like $15 over the course of the weekend. I have $5 on this. I have $4 on another bet that we're doing. And then I have a, a 10 team parlay that I'm betting on. So I actually put my $5, well, $5.50 on Antonio Brown to be the guy to catch the record-breaking pass. And the way I kind of see it playing out is, you know, he may have 35 yards passing or whatever, and then he hits Antonio Brown on a deep shot. It ends up going into the end zone, and that is the pass that would put him over the top and uh, and set the record. So my $5.50 bet would pay out 33 bucks if Antonio Brown is indeed the guy that catches that pass. That's that's a good number. I mean, that's 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 a good way to turn five dollars into more right. dollars. Um, I I like that mindset. You know what I mean? And honestly, AB. I mean, they could, they could hit AB on a, on a wide receiver screen on the first play of the game, and Tom Brady could get the record right that there. That is true. Um, I I like AB. I also like Chris Godwin and Rob Gronkowski. I think if I had to, I'm gonna go with Chris Godwin. I just I feel like. With Rob Gronkowski on the field, obviously it's the Pats defense. Obviously it's Bill Belichick. He is going to want to take away Tom Brady, Tom Brady's best friend. He's going to make him rely on players that he's not as used to relying on. Chris Godwin, obviously, this is just their second year together. So the history there is not nearly as deep as, as what Rob brings to the field. So I would go Chris Godwin with the four to one odds there. So, you know, again, if you bet a dollar, you'll win four. If that comes true, you bet a hundred dollars, you win four hundred dollars. Um Mike Evans is interesting. I think Mike Evans, his the he, he becomes a favorite if Tom gets to like 63 yards. Like if Tom gets to like 63, 64 yards, I think Geo and and Mike Evans become like real dangerous favorites uh, to do it there. I don't see it being Ronald Jones for multiple reasons. And yeah, that Tom Brady. I mean, hey, if you got a if you got an extra dollar out there floating around or even two, throw it down. You never know. You, crazier things have happened, but the next prop bet, James, um, and I can, I'm telling you right now, I've already put way too much thought into this one is who will be shown first during the, the television broadcast, Robert Kraft at one to three odds. So if you bet $3, you get a dollar. So for those who don't understand Giselle, not even gonna try to butcher her last name, Mrs. Brady, Bunched Giselle, in. the wife. Okay. There you go. 11 to four odds, right? So again, you got to bet $11 to win four. Uh, Julian Edelman at plus 300 odds, three to one odds. You bet $3, you win a dollar. Who do you think is going to be shown first during the broadcast? It's Robert Kraft. No hesitation here at all. It's going to be Robert Kraft. I don't even know if Julian Edelman's going to be there. I would, I would would assume that he probably is, but to me, this is a, this is a two horse race and they're going to show Kraft because that lines up better with the Brady and Belichick uh, storyline, especially with some of the stuff that we saw come out about what Robert Kraft referred to Belichick as in uh, in a yeah. private setting. He he called him some names. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's Robert Kraft. See, here's here's the thing. I completely agree with you there. I see where you're coming from. The, the here's the thing: the word broadcast is where is what's got me thinking way too deep about this because the broadcast doesn't start when the game starts. The broadcast starts basically, as far as I'm concerned, after Carrie Underwood is done singing. That's the broadcast, right? Right. 
as soon as Al Michaels is a talking head on your screen, the broadcast has begun. Right. So I think it could be Julian Edelman because I think Tom Brady is going to be the first face shown. Carry fades. They fade onto the field. It's going to be Tom. And I could see it being Tom talking to former teammate Julian Edelman. And then it switches over to like Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. I think Giselle is shown during the game. You know what I mean? I don't think like I think it's post kickoff. I don't think Giselle really gets shown before the kickoff. So it could be Julian because if Julian is there and he's on the field, it could be like Tom Gronk and Julian because they want to get Brady on the cam on the on on the frame in the frame first. And uh, I don't know. I just I, mean, I feel like they would set it up to where Collinsworth is like you know oh you know earlier before the game started of course the three met on the field and then they show like Kraft and Belichick and Brady you know, being chummy. So I don't know. I, I, I think Julian Edelman is an interesting option. And again, we've already spent way too much time on that prop bet. So uh, there, there's our opinions on there. Uh, the fun, the next uh, prop bet, will Rob Gronkowski, the, the forgotten returning Patriot in this entire storyline, score a touchdown in week four against his former team? This is the other one that we're talking about that I did legitimately put money on. Uh, yes, he will. That's my analysis. Yeah, yes, he will. That's my analysis. And yes, has plus 135 odds, uh, 27 to 20. So you bet 20 bucks, you get 27. Uh, no, has better odds, I suppose, $4 to 7. So if you bet $7, you get $4. Um, yeah, he's going he's gonna to score a touchdown. Uh, more expert analysis from the Lockdown Bucks podcast. He's gonna- uh, how many people will watch Tampa Bay versus New England on Sunday nights? Over under is set at 26.5 million human beings putting eyeballs so that's what 40 52 53 million eyes well i guess i can't make that assumption can i so 26 and a half million sets of eyes watching this game over under what do you got i'll take the under oh you're taking the under i'm taking please expand on those thoughts that's a lot of people to watch a week for regular season primetime game that's a lot that's true I mean, I uh, think I saw somewhere that like the record for a regular season primetime game was like 27. Yeah. I don't think it's going to it's going to come close to that. I think there's too many people out there that hate the Patriots and hate Tom Brady enough to completely ignore this game altogether. And they're already like sick of hearing don't care. Just prove they don't care. Yeah. How much I don't care about Tom Brady. I'm going to be watching and go back to New England, guys. That's how much I don't care about Tom Brady. That was, I see your point. That was my sister during the Super Bowl yeah. because she's a Steelers fan. She hates Patrick Mahomes because the Chiefs always win. And she's hated yeah. Tom Brady for 22 years. So she yeah. refused to even watch it. We did a Zoom watch party with my family. And my sister's like, no, I'm not. Do- we're not watching. She didn't even watch it. So, um, yeah. Okay. Under. There are, uh, there are a lot of people out there. I feel like that's the minority. So let me ask you this. On a scale of 1 to 10, if you're a football fan, you have no interest in this game. Other like You're not a Bucks fan. You're not a Pats fan. You're not even necessarily a Tom Brady fan. You're just a football fan, and you like, I don't know, the, the Cincinnati Bengals. On a scale of 1 to 10, how attractive is this game just because of the history and the storyline involved? You talking about me personally or like Joe, just, just give Joe a, Schmo yeah. from yeah. Blue Ash? Joe Schmo, who has no vested interest in this matchup. Is he a fantasy player? Uh, I mean, let's take that part of out. Just just a okay. football fan who's not a fan of anybody in part, part, participating in this matchup. Six. 
A six out of ten. Yeah. So just general football fan, just because it's Brady going back to New England, six out of ten. Same fan, same circumstances, San Francisco versus Green Bay. Where does that fall on one to ten? Five. Five? Just so for one a, notch below, really? Just for a casual San fan? San Francisco, Green Bay is one notch below the level of intrigue as Tom Brady returning to New England? Just for the random casual fan yeah. who has no team affiliation and isn't playing yeah. fantasy? Yeah. You you tune in to see stars, so they would probably tune in to see Aaron Rodgers. They would probably oh. tune in to see Devontae Adams. Um, and this game does have star power, but again, I would also factor in the casual fan probably hates Tom Brady, probably hates Bill Belichick. Um, and yeah, so they want to see Tom Brady get beat in New England by Bill Belichick. But they, I think they, they I think the level of, of interest is much bigger, a much and, bigger gap and I think, than San Francisco and Green Bay. And the reason I bring that up, San Francisco and Green Bay had 21 million watchers last week. Well, and I think also with the casual fan, if you're not a diehard football fan, you're not a fantasy player. Um, people are already sick of the oversaturation of this storyline. They're, they're tired of it before the game even gets there. So they might say, you know what? I'm sick of hearing about Brady going back to new England. I'm sick of hearing about Brady versus Belichick. I'm just not even going to bother watching because they've crammed it down my throats all week long. I don't think so. I think you're off on that one. All right. I'm going over. I'm going over 26. If green Bay, San Francisco gets 21 million, there are, there's a significant portion of that population that is, not a Packers fan, not a Niners fan, just wants to watch football. It's prime time. They're off work. You know, they're at a bar, whatever it is. And then you add in the fantasy group. I think I think it goes over 26 and a half million. All right. I guess we'll find out. I guess we will find out just like we find out all the time how Built Bar continues to up their game. You guys know the flavors. Mint brownie, cherry barcia, raspberry, coconut, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. I already have some cookies and cream bars uh, ready to go for when we head down to practice. But not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bar, they are good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at built.com. Hey guys, this is Yusuf out here in the great southwest of Arizona. Um, I have been thinking about something. Last night, before we had signed Richard Sherman this morning to a contract, I was thinking about this. So we've had veteran leadership on the defensive line with JPP and Sue. Uh, We've had veteran leadership on the second level in the linebacking with Shaq Barrett and Levante David, but have we ever had anyone uh, in the back end and the secondary that can help these guys grow? I can't think of anyone since Bruce Arians has been around that we've signed that, like, with this, like, gravitas. Like, again, I know that Richard Sherman isn't the player he used to be nine, ten years ago, but from a teaching standpoint and from a leadership standpoint, I don't know if we've had that back there. Again, it's not like we're signing, you know, someone in his prime because we're not. I get that. But 
have we ever had anyone in the secondary with this kind of um, this kind of veteran uh, presence before? Um, like to know what you guys think. I don't think we have, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, again, love to know what you guys think about this. And as always, go Bucks. Wrapping things up here on a final preview Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison, Yusef, thank you very much for the call. And honestly, I mean, Rondé Barber obviously comes to mind. You know, that is someone in the secondary that helped out young players. He was a, a Super Bowl champion, a savvy veteran leader. Um, but but it, he's talking about this group, though. This group. Well, and I I, I was thinking, you know, kind of all time. And, and I was going to even shift over to previous free agents that they brought in to try to do that. That would be Jarrell Revis when they made the trade for him. But out of this group, um, no. No, it's it's such a young secondary that all they all came in really together and they've been learning together and and learning from one another that that's one of the things that I'm so excited about Sherman is being able to help those guys take their game up another level. Right, which is, you know, part of the reason the secondary is always a, a topic of conversation in the offseason leading up to the draft uh, and and specifically for agency is we're always wondering are they going to bring in kind of that veteran who still has some talent, but it's more about leadership and development uh, and being another coach in the, in the meeting room. Uh, that's why it's always a, a topic of conversation because they haven't had that. So now that they have it. Like now that Sherman's here, we're going to stop looking at veteran cornerbacks on the free agent market and say, Hey, are they going to add another one unless more injuries happen? But that's a different story. So yeah, no, this is, this is the first time. And I think it's a very uh, a good addition. Again, no matter what he does on the field in the meeting room, I think Richard's going to be invaluable. All right, well, David, let's get to our predictions for this Sunday night football matchup. By the way, real quick, I'm going to throw this in here, going back to the last segment. Since 2015, the most viewers on a Sunday night football game was 22.2 million, and that was the Broncos versus the Lions. Yeah, Packers Niners just got 21 million last weekend, though. That's what I'm saying. I know, but Packers Niners. This This is Tom Brady going back to New England. So who's your predicted player of the game? My predicted player of the game is Antoine Winfield Jr. I called out on uh, our Takeaway Tuesday show that that star players, big-time players, needed to make big-time plays. And I think that's going to happen starting with the back end of this defense going up against Mac Jones. Um, I think Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to have a couple of key pass breakups. He's going to be you know, responsible for trying to keep in check the guy that – Mike debate brought up in Nelson Aguilar on the crossover episode. He's going to have to be on that back end getting ready. So I think he's going to come away with some key pass breakups and he'll force a turnover, whether that's a forced fumble, like he did against cook and against uh, the saints last year in the playoffs, or if it's an interception, I think he's going to come up big in this game. Yeah. My, my player of the game for this one is going to be Devin white. I think, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of attention on the offense side of the ball, especially with Tom Brady and Rob, and all that, and it's much deserved, and I don't want to take anything away from that, but I think really at the end of the day, the biggest part of this storyline is going to be uh, just how well this defense stacks up against a rookie quarterback, and you expect them to do pretty well, and I think that starts with Devin White, what he does in pass coverage, what he does when he blitzes, if he can get pressure on Mac Jones, and I think this is a night that Devin White really needs to come into it, a, a subplot, an undercard story, if you if you want to say, and really kind of show during that night that he needs uh, attention and he needs to be talked about more often. 
Um, so that's my predictive player of the game. Then bowl predictions, James. Look, you called me out on it. It doesn't matter. I was going to do it anyway. Two weeks ago, I predicted that Tom Brady was going to set uh, the record by becoming the first ever NFL quarterback in the history of the game to throw for 600 career touchdown passes on this night, Sunday night against the New England Patriots in Foxborough. He is nine touchdown passes away from doing exactly that. So Tom Brady is going to throw nine touchdown passes in Foxborough. That is my bold prediction for this weekend. Can they just primarily go to Chris Godwin, please? I don't care who they go to. Just Tom's going to throw nine touchdown passes and everybody who has a Buccaneers offensive player on their fantasy roster, except for Rojo, is going to win their matchup. Well, I did just trade for Tom Brady, so I guess it doesn't matter if they need or if they go to Chris Godwin or not. I'm still going to get plenty of points. My bold prediction, uh, like you said, a lot of focus has been on the offense because of Brady, because of Gronk, because of the return. And there's been a lot of criticism against this defense, and it's been well warranted. My bold prediction for this one is the Bucks defense is going to hold the Patriots to under 200 total yards of offense. It's going to be a dominant performance from beginning to end for the Buccaneers. And uh, lastly, David, my score prediction, I'm taking the Buccaneers in this one. They get back on the right track. Brady gets his revenge. Uh, I don't think there's a post-game handshake. I think Belichick runs away with his hoodie up. Bucks win 34-14. That is a prop bet, actually. I bet on I, my I know it whether is. Whether or not there's a hug, handshake, or nothing uh, from Brady and Belichick. Uh, 34-14, I think you're grossly underestimating the Buccaneers, and I think you're grossly underestimating the New England Patriots. 34 is way too low for the Bucks. 14 is way too low, low for the Pats. I've got this score 35-17 Buccaneers over the New England Patriots. Last question, James. Over under five and a half snaps for Richard Sherman this Sunday night. Under. Yeah, also, take the under on that one. Also, how can your bold prediction be nine touchdown passes and you only give the Bucks 35 points? Because Tom Brady is not throwing nine <laughs> touchdown passes, okay? All right, listen. <laughs> Just, just, just go with it. All right. Well, we will be back on Monday to recap. Wait. This so, okay. You know what? No, I'm. You know what? You called me out. I'm going to just seventy to seventeen, Tampa Bay. That's yes. my score prediction, James. Yes. All right. That's what I like to hear. Seventy to seventeen. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. We're going to have a lot of fun if that happens. Thank you to Yousef for calling in. Uh, and again, we'll be back on Monday to recap this game. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. It's free and available on all platforms. For your second listen today, we suggest the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be real interested to hear if Lee Sterling's lock of the day is going to be one of these Brady prop bets. Uh, I think that'd be real, real interesting. But if you have any reactions or takes from the game, you can send them in to lockedonbuckspodcast at gmail.com or you can give us a call at 813-444-5841. Check out everything that we're doing over at bucksnation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at jarco underscore bucks, at dharrison82, and at bucks underscore nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.